welcome to this episode of Spotlight with Sandhya. Today's episode focuses on Karnataka and in Bengaluru in particular and the management or the lack of management of the COVID-19 response here. I'm asking these questions as a taxpayer and it doesn't matter to me which political party is running the government now. True. This is a very unprecedented situation and fear stalks the whole world. But if New York, London and our very own Mumbai could get a grip on it, why can't we? We are, after all, the technology capital of India. Let's look at these numbers now. The number of active COVID-19 cases in Karnataka is close to 6 lakhs. And out of which, 2 lakhs are from Bangalore alone. Something's rotten in the state of Karnataka. There's no doubt about it. I'm going to be addressing these specific issues in this show today. Is there any governance happening in this state? Has there been any planning at all? Where is the famed and very rich IT sector during this pandemic? Why has Karnataka become worse than UP and Bihar with lawmakers becoming lawbreakers and encouraging their followers to do the same. To discuss these questions, I have here on the show with me today, Mr. K. Jairaj, a veteran IS officer. He's been with the World Bank and he's retired as the additional chief secretary of Karnataka. He's held several important portfolios here as secretary in many important departments, but most important and relevant to us today is that he's had two terms as the commissioner of the BBMP. Welcome to the show, Mr. Jairaj. Let's seize the bull by the horns right away. I want to call this segment Desperately Seeking Iqbal Chahal in Bengaluru. Everybody's been talking about the great progress being made in Mumbai under the guidance of its municipal commissioner. Can we find an equivalent here in Bengaluru? I'm not saying that there is a lack of competent officers here. But the general feeling is that the government has weakened the bureaucracy, diluted its integrity, and now we are left with no one with a spine. Look at the game of musical chairs that's happened in BBMP. Second, look at the way the MLAs and MPs have been barging into BBMP war rooms and taking law into their own hands. Do these officers feel that they have the freedom to act as they should? Can we discuss these questions, Mr. Jairaj? Thank you, Sandhya, for inviting me to your show. It's a pleasure to interact with you. You have raised many critical issues that bear on Bangalore and the state of Karnataka, and I will do my best to address them in a proper sequence. I'd like to begin by telling you that, you know, there are certain inherent problems in the way BBMP is managing the city. It's not related to who the commissioner is or who the officers are, but there is something really inherent, which is, and the people must understand this, that BBMP as it is constituted is essentially an ad hoc maintenance organization. It does not have the resilience or the capacity to be a planning organization or to envisage responses to disasters or even epidemics. Day-to-day -day 
civic management is its forte and we saw it you know in the floods that engulfed bangalore the monsoons that kind of wreaked havoc and we were simply unable to provide the kind of support and services to the citizens which was even basic and that problem sandhya has manifested itself today because in our responses and in our other uh, kind of feedback we have been found wanting now coming to what you said about bombay and iqbal and i have studied the bombay thing very closely very briefly i will tell you what i consider to be the salient features of the bombay model first is decentralization you know you might have seen iqbal's interview in which he said they created eight separate control rooms across the city and each control room had a dashboard and each control room was staffed with adequate number of doctors and other people they had ambulances also and these ambulances would go pick up the patients bring them to the hospital and put them there point is i don't think we have that kind of effective decentralization and everything is concentrated in a central war room incidentally the war room concept also is a bbmp uh, innovation and we must give credit to manjunath prasad and the others last year who brought it into effect the second is what distinguishes bombay from others is excellent systems at work they are not rocket science uh, sandhya they can be replicated anywhere else if you have the wherewithal and the resolve i was very surprised to read that in bombay the citizen does not get the results of his rt pcr test directly it is sent by the lab to the respective control room the control room has a triage system and only those who are in a serious category they are contacted by the control room the bed is allotted to them in a hospital and by 8 o'clock or whatever the ambulance goes and picks them up now think of that system amazing. at work yeah that's the amazing part think of that system sandhya we don't have any such thing we have people here who get their own rt pcr results i have seen it in practice they run from pillar to post to get room uh, to get a bed and they use all sorts of influence because they are panic stricken but the system of triage in which you know the control room medical staff determine who needs hospitalization and who doesn't is what has provided the kind of proper flow of patients to the hospitals and rank ordered people on the basis of their need then there are the it systems at work sandhya because they have a dashboard in each of those wards uh, offices the dashboard says how many hospitals what are the rooms why they are there and how it has to be filled up okay we don't to the best of my knowledge we don't have such a dashboard uh, at the uh, at the control room level and if it does exist it's not working effectively finally fourthly and this is very important sandhya i heard iqbal say that along with the hospitals the bangalore the bombay municipal Co corporation has a partnership in which the hospitals have given up 75% of their uh, 
75% of their beds to the Bombay Municipal Corporation willingly at a particular price. And the allotment is done by the Bombay Municipal Corporation without any resistance from the hospitals. And another point I wanted to make was that from what he said, there are no flouting of the rules. No Netaji says, do as I say. And this is what you heard, that some of our MLAs are circumventing the process in Bangalore. They are allotting the beds instead of the BMP control room here. I have not heard any such thing in Bombay. At least nothing has come to my knowledge. And finally, what works in Bombay are the excellent results. There is that, that scare and the gloom has now gone. And there, it has been replaced by very good acceptance from the public. Now, Sandhya, of relevance to Bangalore, I ask myself the question, what is it in Bombay that they have done which we have not been able to do? Okay. And again, without going into any personalities, who did that, who didn't do it, one is resolute leadership. I was amazed when Iqbal said that the day he joined, uh, they had a five-hour meeting of all functionaries. And next morning, he went around the Dharavi slum, which was the epicenter of last year's uh, attack. And he spent one hour with the COVID victims in the ICU. And he led by example. And because he led by example, all the others followed suit. And therefore, you know, there was a mass movement on the part of the administration to what he described, chase out the virus. I like that phrase, chase the virus. Now, obviously, in his saying all that, he has left out the seamy side. There must have been a lot of pressure on him. There must have been leg pulling, etc., which is germane to our system. But I liked his confidence. I liked his leadership resolution. And I fervently hope that in Bangalore, such a leadership can come. But if a leadership has to come, Sandhya, there are a couple of things that have to be very important. And I'm saying it on the basis of my experience. One is that the BBMP must have the autonomy to take decisions. Like Iqbal had the autonomy to take his decisions. One of the decisions he took was to hire young graduates, those out of medical college at 50,000 rupees per person per month, put them in the control room and give them free boarding and lodging in all the five-star hotels in Bombay. I don't think I could have done it even if I were BBMP commissioner because here there are so many constraints, there are so many processes involved in getting approvals that it is, I mean, what he did is really out of the box. Secondly, Sandhya, we, the Bombay Municipal Corporation has extraordinary resources. Because, you know, for the control rooms itself, he hired 720 doctors. And they created all these jumbo uh, centers all over the city with a capacity of 8,000 or 10,000. All that came from the coffers of the Bombay Municipal Corporation. And from my limited understanding, BMP, that is our Bangalore Municipal Corporation, does not have the resources. They have to depend on the government. And the most important thing, and I emphasize it, is from what he said, he had the total political backing of the chief minister 
and of the others concerned with the Bombay political elite. Now, now I want to also correct one feeling in you. Uh, we have excellent officers. Don't for a moment think that there is something in Bombay that we don't have here. No, no, Gaurav, I said that. I said no. we do have excellent officers, but we no, no. have the power to act. Correct. I'm saying editorially. When I say yes. you, I mean the public. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Gaurav Gupta, for instance, is an outstanding officer. He's worked with me when I was commissioner. He was my number two. There are others also who are equally good, competent, capable, but they must have a free hand. They must exercise the autonomy required in this kind of a very tough and troubling environment. And if they do it, Sandhya, if they put these processes and systems in play, Bangalore can even surpass Bombay. Because we have the capability, we have the, we have the resilience. All we need to do is to put our shoulder to the wheel and get a good system going. And the politician should keep up. I mean, the incident you know, in which these guys went and barged into the control room and raised a shindig and then you know, labeled and catcalled some 16 or 17 people, that made me very depressed. Because who is going to work with enthusiasm when you have this kind of an adversarial environment? The MP might have meant well. I am not holding him responsible for it. But he should have brought that matter up through some other means, not in a public humiliation. And having the, been a lawyer and a very intelligent one at that, I'm sure he's well aware of the consequences of making these kind of allegations. That's not all. Not. You also know of the other IAS officer who was pushed around by the followers of another MLA. And I think the officers have given a memorandum. All that is actually going to be killing their spirit. They worked for one and a half years. And most of them have not had any leave. The younger ones for certainly, I'm sure. Yeah. Let's move on to the next question about the government. You know, there are right. parallel centers of power within the government. Each minister contradicts the other. Sometimes they contradict the chief minister. Sometimes they contradict themselves. Even the vaccination drive that's currently going on. There is no stock, but they keep telling people to go and get vaccinated. And that's creating so much of additional stress. So I'm reading out some questions now that I've got from our viewers. The question is, is there a lack of will or passion to solve the issue at hand. What do you think, Jairaj? Does our government lack of will or does it not have any passion to solve the problem? No, I, I, I want to resolutely say, Sanjay, that there is no lack of will, at least so far as the administrative system is concerned. I have not interacted with the politicians, so I can't speak for them. But I have interacted with my people who, are my, who were my colleagues and who are now holding important positions in the government and certainly there is no lack of will. They want to face the situation head-on. They want to ensure that in Karnataka, whatever measures are required are to be taken. But I think the problem must be elsewhere because, you know, it must be in the overall system that is being run today when the states are asked to acquire their own vaccines and so they place an order and uh, maybe the serum, maybe the vaccine manufacturers have not ramped up their production and therefore we are getting less than what we deserve, uh, what we have asked for and indented. All this points to lack of planning, Mr. Jairaj. Let me, uh, you know, uh, put in that. We know the numbers. We know the number of people. 
there is a census we know how many people live here don't you think all of us need vaccinations i maybe we don't know how many people have moved in but equal number of people have moved away so you can take the average but th this is a serious lack now the second question so they've started this covid care centers last year then they shut it down hurriedly now they opened it again now they have nodal officers in charge whose numbers have been uh, announced in the papers i am told several times the numbers are not being answered at all or even uh, they, it doesn't even work so this cannot be countenanced anymore right this is a simple thing you put a phone number make sure that it works why can't you do that now this next segment i'm going to call missing in action mia it and intelligence so let's not forget that sakala is one of the pioneering programs that karnataka initiated that has enabled all the citizens to do many things online including pay our taxes apply for our so many uh, you know permissions and uh, receipts why is it so difficult to allot beds and vaccines using the same system as chahala shown in mumbai it can be done why can't we borrow the best practices is it because now in today's situation our mlas and corporators cannot go on an expensive study tour using our taxpayers money to mumbai is do you think that could be one of the reasons why can't you just borrow the best practices do it on zoom like how we are doing uh, what really gets to me is that we are the it capital of the uh, of the country you know we are the fourth largest technology cluster in the world after silicon valley boston and london so where are our famed innovators and tech billionaires like you said bombay is rich and bbmp is not and let's not get into why it's not in the current uh, in today's discussion however there are 7 and a half thousand millionaires and counting and 10 billionaires in the city why have we not heard from them you think mr jairaj why haven't they got their companies to offer their best brains set up centers donate oxygen ola yesterday launched a very good service of door delivery and refills of oxygen a couple of days ago the private hospitals uh, got a big data company to help create a search my beds uh, app but what is the use of it when there are no beds at all available <laughs> parallelly airbnb and our own home grown companies had similar things why can't we just go to them and ask them to lend their software in times like this you know we are the startup capital we have so many unicorns 25000 it companies 7 and 1/2000 startups they attracted 50 billion dollars venture capital over the last 10 years but when our indian institute of science developed a testing kit when it developed an experimental drug it did not receive funding from the government or the uh, startup ecosystem why do you think this is happening mr jairaj for two reasons sandhya for three reasons one as i began by saying our conversation there is no planning in our system whether it's public or private second sandhya very important where you come in is there is no partnership there is no partnership between the public domain and the private domain and the private domain private sector is always speaking at government 
not speaking with government and vice versa government must also be speaking at private sector it's time that there is a regular genuine partnership and the third sandhya very important is that you know the private sector the you said there are 10 tech billionaires in bangalore they must now come forward and take an active role in alleviating this problem let me explain because you asked a number of very relevant questions i was in the government when sakala was launched and incidentally sandhya sakala was launched because of the initiative and foresight of our chief minister then sadanand gowda and the law and law minister mr suresh kumar the bureaucracy became willing partners because of their drive and initiative and sakala to my mind was a great success because it delivered public services as you said to the people at the designated time of course it might have had its own weaknesses and so on that kind of a sakala approach is what we require now to tackle covid and it is possible we have done it in the past we have the administrative leadership to do it again we require political autonomy and backing in order that these people should deliver the goods but one mistake we made and i wanted to mention in the context of bombay bombay retained its kind of last years infrastructure and emergency facilities like covid care centers and so on but we didn't we dismantled it but there you know sandhya the press has a role to play because the press castigated the bbmp and said you created all these covid care centers look at the capacity utilization it's so low you're wasting money disband it <coughs> and as a result maybe that's why the bbmp disbanded it i'm saying that we require a kind of a friendly environment and not an adversarial structure which we see around us today we versus you they versus them public versus private where the government always comes out in a bad light think about it sandhya what esteem will a government servant or a public servant in bbmp have have when he is constantly pilloried on a day to day basis either for what he does or what he does not do i'm not just talking of the bbmp commissioner he can take care of himself i'm talking of down the line the okay. health officer yes those guys the the municipal workers they should also be given a little bit of self esteem and they should be self actualized in order to fulfill their jobs i have a specific suggestion to make you know you said we have 10 tech billionaires okay we have other billionaires also in bangalore each of them should now promote a 2000 bed covid care center with at least 10% reserved for this icu that's about 200 beds so if these 10 guys can take up this covid care centers of 2000 we'll have 20000 uh, beds sandhya which we can develop in the short term and in the wake of the third wave that is expected we will be ready with this infrastructure but will they do it will they bite the bullet that is up to you to kind of educate the public and make them go for it because i mean bangalore is an unrivaled city in this country sandhya i have been commissioner twice i have seen the goodness of this city the capacity of the people the resources that exist in my opinion if we all get together in a partnership mode not blame each other 
we can make the best of the system both in the public and the private space i think we need to do this and yeah and we need cool heads and calm minds to get going now because this crisis is not past us you and know it's not going to go away anytime soon i mean we got to learn to live with it we can't just because be hiding at home and not meeting people and not conducting work uh, we need to, to get, get out back. There. yeah we need more I vaccination in the meanwhile we need the best medical help that we can get and it's yeah. high time the government stops playing politics the tech guys reach out and help the city this is the city that's made you millionaires and billionaires yes you had the brains but we provided you everything else that you needed at that time right. we went to the government to ask for so many breaks tax breaks incentives so many things now is the time you give it back to us please help the city that's the message Absolutely. i want to send out jairaj i agree with you wholeheartedly and i feel that we can do it together sandhya we can't do it singly you can't put every burden on the bbmp and expect them to discharge their duties because they cannot and that is the blunt truth but they can work in tandem with others and if we all do it and we have good political leadership today there is no absence there is no substitute to good political leadership somebody should call the shot somebody should show the vision somebody should unite all of us if that political force is there all other parts will synergize a political force which will not create communal disharmony this is the last thing that we need i think that's more dangerous than the corona virus so we need the right kind of political leadership we need the right kind of uh, you know private companies and there i want to say one more thing you sure. know and i i'm saying this because many of my friends also have voiced this sandhya the technical opinion on this matter is not unanimous for instance i'll pose an issue before you you know when the first wave was there and the government of india and the state governments had done a good job reasonably good job in controlling the infection it had come down to almost rock bottom i didn't hear any technical opinion the experts say well guys beware of the second wave it's going to come it's going to engulf us it's like you know what dr fauci in the usa always cautioned uh, president trump don't take it lightly it's going to be even worse i didn't hear any voice similar to that speak here oh yeah, let me correct, yeah let me correct you uh, uh, a couple of uh, months ago i had interviewed uh, a top uh, virologist dr shahid jamil he pointed out the very same thing he said the second wave is hit uk it's going to come here be on guard don't let down your guard but did the government listen to these people did we listen to them i'm not saying only the government is at wrong we are also equally at fault because we felt things had been relaxed by the government and we could also be relaxed but now it's come back to bite us let's be on guard and let's do make the most of the situation and stop the blame game but work together and only when we work together can we survive this but meanwhile there is a role for each one of us to play the government has to stop playing petty politics it has to empower its officers the private sector has to step in and we the citizens have to be a lot more responsible than what we are i think that is well, something that uh, needs to be acknowledged by all of us well said well said because you know sandhya at the end of the day 
uh, BBMP or the government, they do not have unlimited capacity to manage. Capacity is limited at the best of times. It's only when the people accept voluntary restraint on their behavior that things will improve. And these uh, people who are rich and who really have resources must now come forward and you know help in expanding capacity. Thank you so much for being on the show and uh, giving your very insightful opinions, uh, Mr. Jairaj. And to our viewers, take care and stay tuned for the next episode that will be up with another interesting guest. Thank you very much, Sandhya. I really enjoyed our interaction and I wish you all the best.